For we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken. For we have a kingdom that rules above all. And you have come unto Mount Zion, that kingdom of the Almighty God. And in that kingdom, there is always victory. And in that kingdom, there is always a sound of rejoicing. For it was noted that heaven stood still just only once when the sun came to fulfill all that the law required. And after then, the rejoicing resumed and can never be stopped. And because you belong to that kingdom, your rejoicing has no end. And because you belong to that kingdom, your victory has become certain. And because you belong to that kingdom, the sounds of heaven will proceed from your tabernacle because you belong to that kingdom. Oh, he that sealed you and made you more than a conqueror will always inhabit the praise of his people, demonstrating his power and his glory and splendor in your life. So you can always lift up your hands and your voices in praise and adoration, running around and shouting and laughing. A bell to Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Tap two or three people, tell them I belong to that kingdom as you have your seat. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. I celebrate the King's Minstrels this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. I just feel like Paul should just blow that, 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 that sound, that music all throughout the service. <laughs> glory to God. Amen. Aren't you glad to be in church this morning? 
There is nowhere else to be than here. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's turn our Bible to Revelations in chapter 12. We have quite a bit of Bible study to do this morning. And um, we will take our communion afterwards. Praise God. Okay, let me um, quickly... Amen. Praise God. Let's, Revelation chapter 12, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We are grateful for, 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 for your presence in our lives. Thank you for your word, your liberating word. Thank you. Thank you. We submit ourselves to it this morning. We declare in the name of Jesus, there is no hindering force or satanic element that will stop your word of God and that will bind the word of God or hinder it in our midst this morning. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of understanding are enlightened today. In the name of Jesus, I submit myself to you to be, to, 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 to be your instrument to convey your thoughts even unto every hearer today, both online and those who are present here. Thank you. Oh, for the miracle working power of God that goes and confirms your word. Jesus is lifted up in this place. We are blessed and edified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. We said we were going to do a series this, this month dealing with satanic accusations. Dealing with satanic accusations. Okay, Revelation chapter 12, we read from verse, we begin to read from verse 9. Okay, are you projecting for me today? Okay, thank you. Okay, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. So we are talking, so the Bible is talking about the devil here, okay? And Satan, so he calls him the devil, he calls him Satan, say the same name, okay? Which deceiveth the whole world. I want us to take note that the devil's weapon is, his primary weapon is the weapon of deceit. Hallelujah. That is his primary weapon. The, the enemy comes in to deceive. And when he is able to successfully deceive, he will be able to exercise authority afterwards. He will be able to exercise some power afterwards. Because through his deceit, you submit a person, submits himself to the authority. He says to the one that you obey. Through his deceit, he's able to get you to obey him. Hallelujah. And one of the meanings of the word to obey in the scriptures is not just an action. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about us obeying the truth. And we're going to see it. Obeying the truth sometimes will mean believing the truth. So obeying the devil sometimes could also mean and it also includes believing him. Okay, so <coughs> the Bible describes him as uh, the one that deceives the whole world. So 
the whole world lies under the deception of the devil. He was cast out of the earth, into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Okay, next verse. The next verse. And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. What has come? What has come? Okay, so the, 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 the end, the goal, the outcome of the casting down of the devil, okay? And when the Bible refers to, the, to him being cast down, it's not, being, it's not a literal term. The book of Revelations is largely metaphoric okay and so because a lot of people don't understand that uh, they put literal meanings to them hallelujah and so people get afraid of the book of reading the book of revelations <laughs> amen you know it is called a revelation so you should not be afraid of it it's a revelation so it means that it's to reveal something praise god and uh, the Bible tells us what is to reveal. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 tells us. If you can understand Revelation 1, verse 1, you have understood the book of Revelation. It's the beginning of it. It said it's the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's not the revelation of the devil. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, so, and I, he said, now it's come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Okay, so the salvation of God is the demonstration of the strength of God, is the demonstration of the power of Christ. So the salvation of God, the salvation that has come is the demonstration of God's power. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So it's talking about the same thing. The salvation of God is the strength of God. Is the, it's the, it's the kingdom of our God. It is the power of his Christ. How do we know that? For the accuser of the brethren is cast down. So the salvation of God, the strength of God, the power of his Christ is demonstrated in the, 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 the accuser of the brethren being cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. So the accuser of the brethren accuses them day and night and on Wednesday when we started we said this means uh, these accusations of the accuser hallelujah they are verbal assaults that bombard us day and night and when the Bible says day and night it means every day it's something that happens on a daily basis. And we'll get to see it. Hallelujah. Now, and the next verse now tells us, and they overcame him. So, which means that the accuser and his accusations are meant to be overcome. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that it's in the past 
the devil's accusation and his accusations have been overcome. Hallelujah. It, it's been overcome. It's been overcome. The Bible does not tell you to try to overcome it. He said, and they overcame. And so, he said, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. We'll explain that in the course of this series. But by the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony means by their confession. Hallelujah. Praise God. By what you say. Okay, your, your testimony, when you come, your public declaration, say, oh, someone said, I have a testimony. I say, oh, come and share your testimony. The person will stand here and say, and you say, oh, this is my testimony. You know, I was, uh, I was once short, now I'm taller. You know, I was once a man, and now I'm my boy. Is that a testimony? You know, <laughs> you're sharing a testimony of something that is good. Hallelujah. So, so. For, for, for there to be a testimony, it means there's a knowledge somewhere. It means you, you know something that you want to share with me. So, so, they overcame him. You cannot enjoy this overcoming power of God without the knowledge of something. Praise God. Hallelujah, and we are going to see that. So we are staying with it all throughout the month of, of March. So we'll see a number of things. So there are verbal assaults uh, that come day and night, every time. How does this affect the believer? Number one, if you do not know how to deal with these accusations, uh, it will affect uh, your conscience. Number two, it will affect or paralyze, it can paralyze your faith walk. That's why we've got to study it. It can paralyze your faith walk. And we know that uh, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The just shall live by his faith. Praise God. And number three, it can make us to lose confidence before God. When we don't know how to deal with these accusations, uh, these verbal assaults by the enemy, they can... It can, number four, it can create fear and we begin to blame ourselves. We begin to play the blame game. Hallelujah. Amen. It can make us to lose confidence in God. It can create fear. And the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. So you cannot, the Bible says that fear has water. It has torment. So when a person is, under, is afraid, he can be in torment. Yesterday, I was just flipping through Facebook and um, a, a, a very dear man of God, you know, uh, 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 in his preaching, you know, told a story of, uh, of uh, said, oh, that, that talked about a person who doesn't pray, a pastor who used to antagonize, uh, you know, preach against their style of praying. And, um, uh, and um, okay, no, not even, okay, not, not that one. Okay, talked about, a, yeah, they talked about a lady who came to their ministry and um, the lady, when she was 20, then she got born again and then her mother told her uh, that she should not worship Jesus uh, because in their family, they worship uh, the river goddess 
you know, and all that. You know, they are Olokun people and things like that. Okay, and um, the lady said no, she will serve Jesus. And so the mother, you know, placed a curse on her, on her life, placed a curse on her that she will never give birth. That the day she gives birth, she, that's the day she will die. And so for, for she got married at the age of 23 until she was 40 years old. And um, all throughout her, you know, she never had any child, you know, and um, uh, she... Sometimes they will go for tests, they will not see the womb. Sometimes they will, you know, all kinds of uh, diagnoses that they couldn't understand until, until she came into the ministry and, um, and then they prayed and things like that. And um, uh, she, she took in, okay, the word, of the, the word came for her, you know, and uh, she, 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 she took in. And um, uh, when she was about to give birth, uh, she kept it a secret when she was about to give birth. Her mother, you know, shortly before she gave birth, her mother fell ill. And on the day she was giving birth, that same day, immediately the child came out, the mother died. You know, so, and glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, praise the Lord. And then, so, of course, and um, it was, uh, 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 um, thank God for, God for God's power that just met her. But, you know, she, couldn't ha she didn't have to wait for that long. Praise God. Be and it's because of this. If she understood how to deal with the accusations of the devil, okay, she wouldn't have had to wait for 17 years. Before that happened. Glory to God. So that there is knowledge and superior knowledge. And that's why the believer has got to understand. You are blessed are you that you are learning this at this time. So it can affect our conscience, paralyze our faith, make us to lose confidence before God, create fear and we blame ourselves. And uh, uh, it robs us of our righteousness, consciousness, boldness, and boldness against the devil. Okay? And it can engage you in wrong spiritual warfare when you don't understand the accusations of the devil and how to deal with them. So that's why I, I'm explaining this to us so that you can appreciate the content of this teaching. Now, we also said also that the Bible calls the devil the accuser. And it's a legal word. Okay? It's a legal word. When you say someone is the accuser in the Bible, it means the person is your opponent. Amen. The person is opposing you. So when the devil, when the devil is called the accuser, it means he is opposing you. He is not the judge. Someone say he's not the judge. Even though he may pass his own verdict based on his accusations. But in the law court, the accuser cannot be the judge. He may have his opinion. He may even try to sell it to the judge and the jury to make them to believe. But he is not the judge. 
<laughs> Glory to God. Now, if he is the accuser, it's a legal term. It means there is something he's holding on to. Most likely, his accusations can be a legal case against you. And usually, many times, it's because of sin. He accuses us because of sin. His accusation is usually based on sin. And why will he bring it? He, he doesn't just cook up an accusation from the, you know, he doesn't just cook up an accusation. It's because sin probably, maybe, most likely, could be present. John chapter 8. In John chapter 8, we see the story of the woman that was caught in adultery, okay, and uh, was brought to Jesus. Of course, those guys wanted, they had, they, they had mischief in their mind. You know, the Bible said they wanted to use it to accuse Jesus himself, you know, to bring him to, you know, to, 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 to bring him to book. Now that, huh, you are not respecting Moses' Moses' law. But you know the funny thing, in Moses' law, those guys, they, they, they distorted it. The accusations of the devil are usually distorted. He may use scripture, but they are, usually not, they are usually not the complete truth. Has God said that you should not eat? Oh, God knows that the day you eat, that's the day you become like him. You see, he distorted scriptures. And so those guys came. They said, yes, Moses said, any woman, any person that is caught. Now, the, in Moses' law, it is not just the woman that is supposed to be caught. Hallelujah. But they sidestepped that one. So, and they brought, what did they cite? They cited the law. John chapter 5, verse 45. John 5. Hallelujah. So, he said, here Moses in the law commanded that this person should be stoned. So, so it was, there, there was a legal ground for the accusation. And it's usual, they are not just frivolous accusations. They are, they are legal grounds that he will, he will try to convince you. He will try to reason, you try to get you to reason with him. Look at what Jesus said. He said, Jesus said, don't think that I will accuse you to the father. That is, don't think that I'm going to bring verbal assaults against you to the father. He said, there is one that accuses you, even Moses in whom you trust. When the Bible says even Moses, what is he referring to? The law. Amen. But listen to me. Even though there are legal grounds, who does man sin against? Man does not sin against the devil. Did you hear what I said? Man does not sin against the devil. Man sins against God. And God is a judge. So that, now someone says, Pastor, are you not saying that we should just, you should just go and sin? We have not told you that you should go and sin. Hallelujah. But there, I'm trying to tell you that there, 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 there are legal grounds for, or for the devil's accusation. Now, listen. The devil... When we read this scripture, you know, 
dramatists sometimes in trying to dramatize it to give us a picture, they give the wrong picture. In a number of our Christian movies, when you see the devil talking to God, hallelujah, the devil can never go to God and accuse you before God. He doesn't have the standing. Are you listening to me? So the devil doesn't go to heaven and say, hey, God, see you. Uh, no. Hallelujah. There is, tell your neighbor there's nothing like that. Only in the films. <laughs> Hallelujah. No. So we are going to see how does the devil do these accusations. He said the accusations before God, day and night. How does he do it? We are going to see it. But God, who is a judge, has always from the beginning of time seen or shown us that even though he is the judge, he, he has created a way, his will, his plan for man is to deal with the issue of sin. So that whatever accusations may be rained at any time will hold no water, will hold no grounds. And we have therefore got to, 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 to equip ourselves with that knowledge so that when accusations come, praise God, you will be able to learn, you will know how to deal with them squarely. When Adam and Eve sinned, the Bible tells us that an animal was slaughtered, okay? And he gave them the skin. I mean, he wore them the, 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 whatever, the skin of the animal, okay? We also see that in the Old Testament, the children of Israel, okay, there was a high priestly uh, uh, ministry that was uh, put upon Aaron, which were shadows of the high priestly ministry of Jesus, and uh, every year they did something. They always, uh, 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 the high priest, once a year, you know, will go into the Holy of Holies. I remember I've taught us that it was not God that said they should build Holy of Holies. Praise God. It was when they, 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 they refused to understand what God wanted to do. That was why Moses said, okay, since you don't want to, okay, let me show you. Okay? And then, they will, set, they will bring a goat, two animals, kill one. The other one, one, the other one will be called the scapegoat. Scapegoat means to escape, the goat that will escape. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> scapegoat means you, he's taking your place, so you are escaping. Did you get that? So, he said, the high priest will lay hands on this scapegoat, and all the sins of Israel for that year will be, just by the laying on of hands, right, will be laid on the goat. It will be laid on the goat. And then, they will now, they won't kill the goat, oh. they now send the goat into the wilderness. 
And of course, wild animals will be the ones to kill it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But what would have happened? Okay, that would that that would that that act always symbolize that oh, their sins were taken care of. Now, does it mean that they don't sin? Nope. It just simply meant that their sins were taken care of. Why? What does that? It symbolizes to their conscience. That, oh, this year, we are free. But after that, will they sin? Will they accumulate sin <laughs> against the next year? <laughs> so the Bible tells us that year by year, they did that. But what does that tell us? That God has always found a way to deal with sin. So that... Uh, it will not stop him from blessing his people. And he has never changed. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then in the New Testament, you know, David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, what are one of his benefits? Who forgiveth what? Your iniquities. But I have news for you this morning. Glory to God. In the New Testament, he does not continually, he's not, he's not continually forgiving us. Hallelujah. Every year they had to do that. Seek for forgiveness of sins. And, uh, you know, lay hands scapegoat has to go every year. But glory to God. And the new creation in redemption uh, that Jesus uh, fulfilled, uh, the Bible tells us uh, that he has forgiven. He calls it the forgiveness of sin that is received. Mm. Mm. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1, quickly. We are going to run through a few scriptures. Hallelujah. Before we check Ephesians chapter 1, let's check Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. Jesus, on the Passover night, he said, when he gave them the cup, he said, take, eat. You know, this is my body. Then in verse 28, he's talked about uh, his blood. It's been, he said, for this is my blood. He said, drink all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament. This is not, this is not my, the blood of the old one. The blood of the New Testament, which is shed for, the, for many, for the remission of sins. What is the meaning of the word remission of sins? The word remission is the word aphesis in the, in the Greek. It means to release from bondage. Yeah. He said, he said, it is shared for the remission of sins. It is to remove from bondage and take it away from the person. Hallelujah. Please come, young man. Um, carry this thing as if it is very, very heavy and yeah, and is, and, uh, yeah. Hallelujah. 
Can you see? Amen. You know, as if he's, he's about to die carrying it. Amen. This is Aphesis. Take note. Aphesis sings, he carried it away. He carried it off him, lifted it off him. But you know, if it is still around him, you know, that thing can fall again. Hallelujah. But he lifted it and took it away. Carried it away far, as far as the east is from the west. So far as he affesses <laughs> our sins from us. So far has he taken our sins from us. So how did he deal with it? Just like the scapegoat, it went into the wilderness so far away from the children of Israel. So which means, glory to God, it means that uh, he, he, the effect of sin, uh, amen, was lifted up, uh, dealt with and taken away. He said, behold the Lamb of God, uh, which taketh away the sins of the world. John 1 verse 29. Thank you. So the forgiveness of sin, hallelujah, hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's check Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, he lifted it up. He carried it away. He released us from that bondage of sin. Hallelujah. Which is, which the devil uses to accuse us through the law. The Bible says Christ has become the end of the law to everyone that believes. Romans chapter 10 verse 4. He said the end. What is the end? That means he's the fulfillment. He said he's the limit. An end is that you can't go beyond it. Beyond Christ, there is nothing else that you can do that needs to be done to take care of sin. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Does it mean that the person does not sin? Oh, no. But he says, I have not come to accuse you. I have not come to, to oppose you. There is one that opposes you. He says it's a law. But you know what? Jesus has fulfilled it. And that's why in Romans chapter 8 verse 34, the Bible says, seeth he ever liveth. To make intercession for us. Who is he talking about? Talking about Jesus. He said that Jesus is ever living, right? To make intercession. He's standing at the right hand of God. He's there. Now, it's not, it's not that Jesus is saying, oh, holy, holy Mary, or no, no, holy Mary, or holy Jesus, pray for us sinners. No. He's standing there as the guarantee. He's standing there. As our advocate, he's standing there, glory to God, before God, as the reason, or rather, as the surety that our sins have been forgiven. So, what do we do in the New Testament? We don't ask God for forgiveness, we receive his forgiveness because forgiveness becomes a, a it becomes a, a gift for us. Colossians chapter one, quickly. Colossians. No, I said we should open to Ephesians chapter 1, isn't it? Let's first check Ephesians 1, verse 13 and verse 14. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil is in trouble this morning. He said, in whom you also trusted, after you have heard the word of the truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also after that you have believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Next verse. Which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Colossians chapter 1, verse, uh, uh, verse uh, 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 13 and 14. Verse 13 and 14. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? Tell your neighbor I've been delivered. From the power of darkness. Come on, tell your neighbor, I've been delivered. Are you sure about it? I have been delivered. I have been delivered. If that lady in that story had known that she was delivered, glory to God, she wouldn't have waited for 17 years. Are you understanding me here this morning? He said, uh, he has delivered us from the power of darkness uh, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Uh -huh. Next verse. In whom, let's all read it together. One to go. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. In whom we have. Somebody say, I have. Come on, somebody say, I have. I have redemption through his blood. What is redemption through his blood? The forgiveness of sin. So, redemption through his blood equal to what? The redemption through his blood is equal to what? The forgiveness of sin. Do I have redemption through his blood? So, what does that mean? It means I already have. Glory to God. Amen. So, at salvation, when you came to the Lord Jesus, what you came to do was to receive forgiveness of sin. Not to beg him for your forgiveness. Pastor, where then is 1 John chapter 1 verse 9? Let's turn to it. 1 John 1 verse 9 does not support what you are saying. Let's look at it again. First, let's check verse. It says verse, verse 9. Some of us may not know what 1 John 1 9 means. Uh, say, so let's read it. One to go. If we say... No, this verse 8. Next verse. Verse 9, verse 9. One to go. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay? So, if you read that verse that way, it means that, okay, if you say you don't have any sin, you are lying. But, you see, if you confess that your sin to him, okay, he is faithful and he's just to forgive you. So, which means he will forgive you. If you confess your sin to him, he will forgive you. But as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. How did you receive him? You received the forgiveness of sin. Because the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5 that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 verse 4. Verse 4. Give me verse 4. Give me verse 4. Romans 5 verse 4. Is this? Oh, Romans Four, I think Romans 4 verse 5. Let's see Romans 4 verse 5. Uh, uh, yeah. But to him that walketh not, but believeth on him that justifies who? Justifies who? Who does he justify? Who does he justify? He justifies the ungodly. That is, who is ungodly? Somebody that does not belong to God. Glory to God. What does God do for those uh, that are ungodly. He justifies them. He gave us an example 
in Romans in, 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 Gen, in Genesis. Who? The example of Abraham. Abraham, the Bible says Abraham just believed God. Okay? And he was justified. He, what does it mean to, to be justified? It means to be made righteous. What does it mean to be made righteous? It means to be accounted as someone that has never sinned before. Come again. Come again, my brother. Hallelujah. Are you weary with the weight of sin? Are you carrying the burden of sin? Oh, my brother, my brother. Oh, don't delay. Come to Jesus. What will he do? Hallelujah. Cinnamon. He's a cinnamon. Luke chapter 7. When Jesus went to that man, that man invited him to his house to come and eat. You know, Simon, to come and eat. And then there was one woman. The Bible called the woman a sinner. Came and uh, brought box, alabaster box. He, you know, broke it. She also carried, she also used her hair to wipe Jesus' feet. And then uh, the woman now said in his mind, say, ah, if this man was a prophet, he would know that this woman is a sinner woman. <laughs> so we know that in the, in the public, everybody knew her as sinner man. The law had conf confirmed her sinner man. Question. Jesus now said, woman, your sins are forgiven. They called her Sinaman. Who had the audacity to call her Sinaman? Only Jesus. Because he who has not sinned should cast the first stone. The only person that could cast the stone there was who? Why? He knew no sin. But what did he do? He said, woman, your sins are forgiven you. And carried it away. Hallelujah. And then uh, she went home justified. As someone that has never sinned. Never. Like someone who has never carried this thing before. Hallelujah. The woman went home justified. So in redemption, that woman, did she ask for forgiveness of sin? What did she come and do? In fact, maybe it was even her guilt that was making her to use her. For a woman, the woman's hair is a glory. Oh. How many of you women can use your hair to wash your husband's feet? How many of you? Let me see your hands up. Okay, Jesus has carried your sins away. <laughs> but this woman was was So, her guilt, you know? Oh, clavra bagada boshte pahaya. Do you know? Maybe her guilt, she, she must have felt so good. Oh, I'm, I'm, everybody calls me. Everybody has called her a sinner man. Ha! 
her label. They even mention her name. Sin what was her name? Cinnamon. But let's share. Hallelujah. But Jesus gave her without her asking for it to take care of her guilt so that she will go away not at a cinnamon. The whole world may call her a cinnamon. But Jesus said, daughter, your sins are forgiven. That gives us the picture. He said, go. I don't condemn you. Amen. Where are your accusers? Oh, all of them have gone, my Lord. Neither do I condemn you. He is the only one that had the audacity and the right and the approval, of, and the approval, amen, based on his standing to do what? To accuse and to condemn. What does it mean to condemn? It means to, to give a punishment. Sentence someone to it. When you say, these are condemned criminals, means that they have been sentenced by the court of law. I don't you know, by death, by, by hanging, or whatever, to serve uh, prison term. Said, neither do I. This is what I have to offer. I have not had, I don't have, I don't have condemnation to offer you because I don't accuse. I don't bring condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Who is he that condemns? Yea, it is God that justifies. So he takes, tells you, he forgives you, you receive the forgiveness so that you can go away, hallelujah, Hallelujah. As a righteous one, as one that has never sinned before. Hallelujah. So that is what God does. What does God do? God remits our sins. First John chapter 1 was trying to explain that. Verse, verse 7. Verse 7. In case somebody comes and brings you this. Verse 7. Read verse 7. First John chapter 1 verse 7. Let's check verse 7. He says, no, First John chapter 1, verse 7. Is that it? No. First John, thank you. Let's read together. One to go. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us. When I used to read that scripture many years ago, I, I used to think that okay, if we walk in that, so who knows if I don't walk in the light, right? Who is he referring to? The word if there is the word since. Since we walk in the light as he is in the light, right? We have fellowship with one another, which means that we are able to fellowship with one another because we are in the light. Why are we in the light? It is because the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, what does the blood do? The blood cleanses us from all sin. What, does the, and what, 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 what did we say the, the redemption by the blood means? The forgiveness of sin. So, in other words, he's saying that we are able to fellowship with one another. We are in the same family. Why? Because the blood of Jesus Christ cleansed us from our sins. The blood of Jesus Christ cleansing us from our sins means that we have received the forgiveness of sins. Am I clear on that? So we are able to fellowship with one another. We are able to understand and engage one another because we are in the light. What is the light? The light is the forgiveness of sins. So you and I, we have received it. Someone say, I have received it. If you have not received it, you are going to receive it today. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have received the forgiveness of sins. That's the reason why we can fellowship with one another. 
verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I thought the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ has already cleansed us from our sins. What is the cleansing from sin? The cleansing from sin is, is not, okay, wash, 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 wash. His forgiveness is the cleansing from sin. He has removed us. Remember, he has taken away the sin of the whole world. Now, chapter 1. Chapter 2, verse 1. We are coming to explain this first John chapter 1, verse 9. Because it's a big confusion in the, in the, in the body of Christ. And so, it causes believers uh, to always come under the guilt of condemnation. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. People are not able to experience it fully. Because the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Period. The translators just added who, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Praise God. No, 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 it wasn't the original. There is therefore now no condemnation of them who are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Who is he that condemneth? Yea, it is God that what? Justifies. Hallelujah. Now, he now says, my little children. These things I'm writing to you. Remember, the Bible was not written in chapter and verses. Okay? Translators were the ones that made wrote it in chapter and verses so that we can for easier reference. So, read is a continuous letter. Okay? My little children, these things I write to you that you sin not. Tell your neighbor, don't sin. Hallelujah. He said, my little children, I'm writing this to you. Don't sin. Now, verse 12. Verse 12. We are coming back to verse 1. Uh, verse 12. I write unto you, little children. Because what? Because what? Because what? Because what? Your sins are what? How? Why? For his name's sake. Why were your sins forgiven you? Was it because you asked for forgiveness? Was it because you were very sorry? Was it because you were crying? Was it because you repented? Oh, come on, talk to me. Why? For his name's sake. Glory to God. So back to chapter 1. Back to verse 1. My little children, don't sin. And if any man sins, which means that God gave allowance for it. He didn't say you should sin. But he knows that, glory to God, you still sin. Someone say, ah, me, I don't sin, no. But you worried last night. Worry is a sin. Ah, me, I don't smoke, oh. Hallelujah. But you were in fear three days ago that things were not going to go well for you. That is a what? Praise the Lord. Me, I don't womanize, oh. Amen. But you gossiped against your brother when you were trying to give prayer points five days ago. Hallelujah. Ah, me, I don't see no. Ah, but you were angry with your wife or your husband two weeks ago. And you slept and woke up with that anger. And for three days, you were carrying anger on your head like a sick person. That was sin. So he said, but if we sin, he said, we have what? An advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He didn't say, if we sin, let us repent. Take note. He said, if we sin, we have an advocate. 
if we sin, we have an advocate. What does Romans chapter 8 verse 34 call him? He calls him the intercessor. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Look at it. Hebrews 7 25. We are coming back to, he to this place. Hebrews 7 25. Quickly, 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 quickly. Anybody seen it? Read it. The computer is uh, hanging. Yes? Anybody seen it? Read it. Wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost, them that turn to God by him. Right? Seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. What Paul called intercessor is what uh, John called advocate. He says, if we sin, we have an advocate. Remember, God is the judge and he has dealt with sin so that sin will no longer be a barrier between you and God. So he now said, if you sin, there is an advocate. There is an intercessor. In other words, when, if and when we sin, this is the first thought that should come to you. I have an advocate. Jesus Christ the righteous. For he is the propitiation. Verse 2. 1 John chapter 2. He's the propitiation for our sins. Not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. In other words, he's the one that carried away our sins. In other words, so he's saying that for you to be able to walk above sin and live above sin, there is something you have got to consider. Don't consider your sin, you consider the advocate. Mm. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. Now, let's now look at 1 John 1 verse 9. Put it. 1 John 1 verse 9. So, there's something about your advocate. Who is the accuser? The devil. And the Bible said they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. What did the blood of the lamb do? What did the blood of the lamb do? He took away our sins. What does that mean? When you think about the blood of the lamb, what does it give? What do, what do you think about? The for the gift of the forgiveness of sin that you have received. And he said, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, okay, and the word. Now, the word, the word and there is that our beautiful word, K-I, which is, hallelujah, the blood of the lamb that is the word of their testimony. What does that mean? First John chapter 1 verse 9. Now, let's read it. If we confess, remove that comma there. He says, if we confess our sins, please remove that. Just in your mind, remove that comma. Praise God. Remove that comma. And let's rewrite it. Someone said, ah, you are rewriting Bible. No, it is human beings that wrote it. Sometimes they made mistakes. Praise God. If we confess, put your comma in confess. Remember, 1 John chapter 1 verse 2 tells us. Chapter 2 verse 1 says that... We, if we sin, we have an advocate. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the things that they confessed. So, when it comes to sin, your confession is very important. Even when you sin. So, if we confess, comma, what should we confess? Our sins. He is faithful. When it comes to our sins, we confess he is faithful and just to forgive us. 
what is the forgiveness of sin? He has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. In other words, when the believer sins, praise God, you should feel sorry about it. But don't just feel sorry about it and begin to let the devil brute accusation and use verbal assaults at you so that when you want to move uh, oh the devil tells you remember uh, the reason why uh, you, this is not going to happen to you is because of what you did yesterday oh the reason why uh, oh things are not moving on from you is because uh, of what your fathers and your grandfathers uh, and the foundations of your family they did uh, many years ago that you don't know about uh, you don't even know the name of your great grandfather or the devil comes and you say, oh, the reason why you cannot have a child is because you disvirgined five women and you, and you think the cost is not going to come on you. Or, oh, this is because you have committed abortion. I know someone after several years of, of abortion, of committing an abortion, the person is reeling under the guilt of that abortion until today. And you know what? It has affected the person's life. Why? Because he's reeling, he, the devil is railing accusations, railing accusations, railing accusations, railing accusations, verbal assaults. And so the person is not free. It's beginning to affect the person's relationships. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, the reason why your business is not going on well is because when you were in that company, when they told you to write 50, you wrote 500. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it begins to give all those accusations. But listen, what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us if we confess, what should we confess? That our sins, read it, that our, if we confess, what should we confess? That when it comes to our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. When did he forgive us? He forgave you before you were born. That is how far his faithfulness is. That is how long his justice is. He said he is faithful, which is that he will stay with what he has done. When it comes to your sin, he is not going to shift ground because uh, your own sin is fresh sin. No, he's not going to change his mind that he has what? He has forgiven. How do I know he has forgiven? He forgave us before we were born. The Bible says uh, that God in Christ Jesus forgave us, reconciled us to himself, not counting our sins against us. Oh, come on, what can be clearer than that? Aren't you glad about that? Aren't you glad about that? Not counting. So, so, so where is it in the Bible? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Quickly, let's run to it. Verse 18. He said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Verse 17. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And uh, in verse uh, 18, he says, all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ? Ah, can you give me... Another translation. Let's see. Well, let's see what uh, 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 the message translation says. Anybody with the message translation? Quickly, give it to me. If you have it there, message translation. I want to. I want us to see it in. A, how many minutes do I have? Please let me know. Okay. Ah, ah. Message. Ah. No, Redo. Uh, 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 
put the whole world square with himself. Ah, amplified. Amplified. <laughs> amplified. You know. Let's see the amplified version. Anybody with the amplified version? Amplified or TPT? I want us, I just want to bring us, bring, bring it up a bit. Verse 18. He said, This made he uh, ah no Eliam. No. The message. All this comes from God. Who has settled the relationship? Who has what? What has God done? Who settled your relationship? Who settled it? Are you the one that settled it? No, I want to go and settle with God. No, you can't settle with him. He settled with you. Do you want to believe the Bible? Who settled? Who is settling? Not you. Lord, if I... If I... Oh God... I want to settle my case with you. I want to settle. I want to settle my case with you. Lord, I'm very sorry. I'm really, oh God. How did I do that? Oh God. Why did I, don't be far away from me. Please, don't go away from me. Oh God, oh God, oh God. You look very far away. You are feeling, it's your feeling that is making him far. You are the one that feels his far. He says, he lives in you. Uh-huh. Please continue. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. He self called us to settle our decisions with one another. Look at this one. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself. Who is reconciling to himself? Who is reconciling? Who is a reconciler? And say, ah, you go and reconcile with God. No, God is the one that called, he's the one that is reconciling with you. No longer what? Counting our sins. Somebody say, God is not counting. Why is he not counting from all I have said? Why? Why is he not counting? Why? The reason why he's no longer counting is because Jesus has born and taken it away. So there is nothing to count again. But Father, yesterday I know I still sinned. He said he's not counting it. That's the reason why nobody will go to hell because of his sins. The only reason why people will go to hell is because they don't believe in what Jesus did. Because, listen, if you are going to count people's sins, I mean, some people's sins will be weightier than some others. Somebody who has been morally upright all his life, Right? And it's just one sin he committed. And then you now take that person to hell. Against somebody who has been, who is, who was an anini. How can you, how can you compare me to anini? Or compare me, I'm not saying Putin is going to hell. He can get born again one day. Compare me to Putin. Those of you who think that he's wrong. Okay. It's, you know, that's subject to the, the debates. Praise God. You know, hallelujah. You say, how can you come? Me, what have I done in my life? I've not done anything. And then Putin will go to hell. Me too, I will go to hell. Because, ah, since the thousands of people that Putin killed. So, on the basis of that, if it's going to be on the basis of our sins, right? Some are, some are weightier than some others in the eyes of men. So, God will be unjust. 
it will be unjust to use, amen, to use a hammer to kill an ant. When there is, which one is bigger now? And you use broom to kill cockroach. <laughs> you understand? It's going to level. But you know what? There's something that, that, that makes everybody level if you don't believe in the son. Period. Who is it that is condemned? He said he's condemned already because he, don't, he does not believe in the name of the son. But thank God I believe in the name of the son. Thank God I'm justified. Therefore, let me round up with this and we'll continue on Wednesday. The devil, even though he's the accuser, he has no right whatsoever. Amen. To rain verbal assaults on you. Why? Because the legal ground on which he can rain his accusation has been taken care of by the judge himself. So when you tell him, when he comes and tells you and reminds you, he said, no, this is what we should do. He says, we should confess our advocate. We should confess that God is faithful. We should confess that he is just. We should confess that we have received forgiveness of sins. We should confess what Jesus has done. Not to be reeling over and trying to remember all the sins that you committed during the day. You know? Okay, today, let me start counting all the bad, bad things that I did today. So, Father, forgive me so that I, come into, so that I, can, I can come into your presence. Don't try to come into his presence. Hallelujah. Why? He's in you. When you sinned, he did not leave you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. I have received the forgiveness of sin. And we are going to stand up this morning. We are going to take communion because you know what you are taking. The blood of, we are not taking the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a reminder, glory to God, uh, that the blood of Jesus uh, oh, has set us free. Uh, and therefore, uh, the devil has no right whatsoever uh, to accuse us. Uh, glory to God before our Father. Uh, oh, day and night. Uh, oh, let us, uh, when, let's begin to thank him. Uh, as we do that, uh, praise God, uh, we are reminding the devil uh, and we are declaring our confessions. Uh, oh, we are, oh, the Bible said they overcame him uh, by the forgiveness of their sins uh, through the redemption by the blood uh, and their confession of it. Uh, so I'm confessing uh, as I'm taking the communion, uh, oh the bread and the wine uh, symbolizing uh, the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, as I'm taking it uh, I am enjoying victory. Uh, I am walking in victory in my life. Uh, oh the devil has no hold anymore uh, over me. Uh, the chains have been broken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The chains have been broken. The chains have been broken. Praise God. You know, there's a song we usually sing. Sometimes we sing, sometimes. We said, What's the name of that? Break every change. What's that? Praise God. When you sing that song, don't sing it for yourself. No. When you sing it and you think that, okay, I have a chain that, is, that needs to be broken, 
you are saying there's power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. So you are, you are seeing your, you are seeing your, yourself, you know, you are seeing yourself with chains uh, and the chain is breaking, breaking, breaking. No. Hallelujah. The chains have been broken. Your amen is so weak. It shows how much you believe that. That's the reason why people have been subjected to all kinds of deliverance houses looking for chains to be broken. The one that Jesus Christ has already broken. Someone said the chain, Lord, come and break the chain of poverty in my life. He has broken, he has broken the bars of gates of brass and turned the bars of iron asunder. That should be your testimony. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Tell your neighbor, I have no chains to be broken. The chains have been broken. When I received salvation, he said, now is come salvation. So you, you see the strength of our God took care of everything through the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come let's lift him. Let's lift him up. Begin to worship him now. Worship him. We do this in remembrance of all that Jesus has done for us. Appropriated the finished work of Jesus in our lives. Thank you, Father. Because we know there is nothing more you can do except all that you have done through your Son. And so we receive it this morning. Thank you, Father God, we received the sick healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Uh, we receive bodies whole uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, we receive uh, oh, every hindrance uh, oh, to our progress being, de being dematerialized in the name of Jesus. Oh, who the Son of God has set free is free indeed. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, men are free from their addictions. Uh, oh, whichever one may have been, may be holding them down, uh, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, oh, you are free from those addictions. Uh, receive your freedom. Uh, you receive your freedom. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, I declare over your family, a baradaka bajitiatre de boso patataya, a song to there is a lifting for you. There is a lifting for you. I can hear your amen. There is a lifting for you. In the name of Jesus, I declare, oh, by the reason of redemption, oh, receive open doors. Receive open doors. Receive open doors of favor. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In in the name of Jesus. Kabatasataya. Oh Satan, we announce to you, oh, by the blood of Jesus, we have eternal salvation. By the blood of Jesus, oh, there is no stain, there is no guilt, there is no punishment, there is no condemnation against us. Every accusation, oh, that has been lingering in our minds, oh, because
because of the past, uh, oh, because of past issues uh, that you bring before us uh, today, uh, we declare, uh, oh, that it is pulled down. Uh, it is pulled down. Uh, our minds are free uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, I come against uh, that heart problem. Uh, that heart problem. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, be healed. Be healed. That hormonal imbalance uh, oh, that has caused you so much pain. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. As we take communion this morning, uh, oh, we stand uh, with everyone uh, oh, who has been falsely accused. Uh, oh, Kalaba Shatuya Tanabaya. Oh, and you are reeling uh, under false accusations uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, oh, with degree. Uh, oh, that you are that, that, that there is a reversal uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every word that has been spoken against your destiny, every word that has been spoken against you, every accusation that has been raised against you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, every reminder of things that have happened in your family, oh, that they say you will have to carry, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I declare. You are free from them. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thomas Atakataya, Esia Brolo Vremande Bakatradista de Bonda, Eleketre de Bosusumanamasa. Oh, there's someone here. Oh, uh, 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 you, because you, are, you think you are where you are because of wrong decisions that you took in the time past. Uh, and so you, you are finding it difficult uh, to get out of that place uh, where you are. It has to do with your occupation, specifically. In the name of the Lord Jesus, uh, I declare her. Uh, Agaba da Shatopa Kataya. You are lifted. You are lifted. You are lifted in the name of Jesus. Oh, Patakosa, Sumanamanda, Ekebedrenista Domonka, Losupataya, Kola Brabatoka Shatabadabata, Omeneke Sete, Ekebeda Basa Patabaka, Alabagadabo Shakotia Kalebo, Elebre. You prosper in the name of Jesus. You prosper in the work of your hands. You prosper in your finances. In the name of Jesus. Kalabasha. Someone. There's someone you are saying in your heart, I have not I have not experienced any anything, anything that is good, that is tangible in a while. Yeah, yeah. I've, anything good to that that I can celebrate in my life. I've not received it in a while. Listen to me. La Hear the word of the Lord. 
He says, acquaint now yourself with God and be at peace and thereby good shall come unto you. Listen to me. You are at peace with God. Why? Because he's the one that justified us. Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. We have peace with God. He said, thereby good will come to you. The psalmist knew it. He said, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I want to begin to celebrate it right now. Goodness is following me. Goodness is following me. As you are coming to take the communion, you are marching into goodness. You are marching into the experience of goodness. Something good is about to happen on your life for you to celebrate. They say it is mine. It is mine. If that, I mean, if that word was for you, say it is mine. I experience the goodness of God in this season of my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory. Glory. The tears have been wiped away. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tears are wiped away. The tears are wiped away. The tears are wiped away. Jesus died on the cross. Now it's come salvation. Uh, the strength of our God. The power of his Christ. Thank you, Father. Celebrate him as you come to take the communion right now. Ushers.